Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's almost our favorite time of year. <laughs> That's right. The fair returns <laughs> March 16th, celebrating 71 years of fun. Wow. And this year's theme is a world of fun, which means destination-influenced rides with international foods and shows. Okay, okay, pero what are we going to eat this year? That's <laughs> what everybody wants to know, That right? is the magic question. Okay, let's see. There's the Miami Cuban funnel cake sandwich, wow. the Mexican street corn pizza, Yum. bacon pineapple burger, chili lime candy apple, and those are only some of them. There's over 130 food options. Bueno, hay que empezar la dieta ahora. You know, there's even new shows tu sabes to sit down and relax a bit right. there's a dueling piano show that takes audience requests and a survey says <laughs> game show where your team competes for prizes okay new food new shows the rides that's a lot to do at the fair Bueno, pero you know that the fair is a tradition. That's true. Pero no worries. Just download the Youth Fair mobile app to keep track of show schedules, deals, food, rides, y de todo. The only thing left is for us to figure out when we're going to go from March 16th through April 9th. You know, there's only one thing left to say at this point. Be Be there. there, The the fair. fair. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of of Better Let Let Me Tell You. para comenzar nuestro conversación semanal. <laughs> Je suis prêt, vous êtes prêt aussi. Oh, we're international today. We, well, we are international. <laughs> That's true, we are. We are. Listen to uh, listen to in uh, 
all over the world. All over the world. We're, yes. we're worldwide, baby. We are. So welcome to Better Let Me so, Tell You, everyone. So we're Mr. and Mr. Worldwide? We're Mr. and Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> welcome to Better Let Me Tell You, everybody, episode 240. Shh. We have to say that lowly because Tristan will find out it's what? a 10th episode, you know, and he'll. I feel like he's kind of lost track. I know. Yes. We'll tell him next week. Yes, we will. Yes, yes, yes. We'll lie to him. Yes. <laughs> lie to children. It's what we do. It's what you do. You lie to children. It's welcome, okay. everybody. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> How is everybody's week? I think everybody's doing well. It's Friday. Friday. We're getting closer to spring break now that we're in March. Dolly, that's Christmas again. <laughs> Stop it. Remember, I would always tell you like in Christmas, like, yeah, it's already St. Patrick's Day. It's no, already St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I, you know, St. Patrick's Day, I have to tell you. St. Patrick's Day is one of those holidays that growing up, especially growing up hashtag Hispanic and in Miami, it's not a thing. And I remember when I lived in the Midwest that everybody would start like days or weeks before. So what are we doing for St. Patrick's Day? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a drinking holiday. No, but the thing is, the thing is that up north on St. Patrick's Day, like, all these restaurants, like I yeah. remember they would extend to the parking lot. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they would put, and you know, mind you, this was Michigan in the in March, so it was still right. cold. So they would have all those heat lamps and all that stuff. But it was like a big, big, yeah, big it's, thing. Yeah, it's a thing, yeah. And I'm like, we're Cuban. We don't do St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, no, no. Like maybe in school, we would, uh, uh, the little color, shamrock, a little shamrock and, 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 and a rainbow with the, the pot of gold and a and that's that's it. That's it. about Wear a green shirt, you know? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no. I'm in, when I was in New York, I actually just love St. Patrick's Day because um, Rick would make corned beef and soda bread and all that from scratch, so it was great. I remember when I a, a very good friend of mine that I had when I worked at uh, the law firm in Brickell in downtown. Um, he would be like, "Oh, you know, what do you eat on on uh, on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, he's the cabbage and the you know the yeah yeah." yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know uh, pasta like. <laughs> Frijole? Pizza? Like, I don't know. Frijole? Like, I don't know. Chicken? <laughs> yeah. Not. No, it, it, it's, it's not corned beef and hash. You know, it is something that is Irish. Right. There's no Irish people in Florida, in South Florida. Who do we know in South Florida that's Irish? John Martin. John Martin closed. It reopened. Okay. Well, John Martin, one rest, one restaurant. I'm saying, but that's it. One that's all, in the metropolis of South Florida. That's it, as far as I know. Duffy's? Really, Bennigan's? I would have when I would go to Bennigan's. I would have you know the old Irish timer, that hamburger that had the knife in it. You know, oh, those are good. Yeah, that's about it. Now I want that burger. Which, by the way, people, I know Bennigan's gone, but not, not forgotten. forgotten. If you want a Montecristo sandwich, yes, yes, I know, I know. Many of you are probably thinking the Montecristo sandwich, the sandwich that almost killed me. Yes, it probably did almost kill you because it has about 45,000 grams of fat. Um, if you want one that's just as good, go to Cheddar's. There, there is a Cheddar's here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, I know of one. I don't know if there is more than others. And it's a from scratch restaurant. Um, but Cheddar's is a chain. They have them all over the place. Yeah. And their Monte Cristo sandwich is Bennigan-esque. Bennigan-esque. You know, the Montecrito sandwich is really a beast to be tamed. Yeah, it really is. Can you eat a whole one? Not now. In my day, I could. In your day? Yeah. 
in your day in my in my prime because i don't know if i think you're still in your prime (laughs) i mean i've seen you this is true but i feel like now i would have to think about it is what i mean right i i feel i feel like maybe i could eat a montecrito sandwich and i'm not a light eater and i'm not a petite person um Maybe if I haven't eaten anything else. Right, 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 right. And they just give me the sandwich. But I feel like my body would almost just be like, my body would be like, are you sure? Whereas, you know, when I was 19, I wouldn't have asked. Right. But it's a commitment because it's like, okay, well, I'm purposely clogging my arteries. Yeah. And it's fun. But, you know, it has powdered sugar and, you know, jelly on top. So, again, when you're 19, that's a problem for your 50s. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, (laughs) let's move on from the Montecrito sandwich. All right. So, I want to start today's episode, actually, with something a little different. So, um, listeners and, and you, Darian, I'm sure have heard of, like, all this AI and this, you know, these programs, these chat GPTs mm-hmm. that are creating all these, like, scenarios or what have you. So, I found one online mm-hmm. and I typed in, I asked it to create a script for an episode of the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast. Oh, God. So, I want us to read what the script would have been according to this thing what according because what it does is it trolls and it gets information about what you know what we're about did you provide them then it's information no i didn't i just put in i just put in the question i literally said so this is like an ai challenge it is an ai yeah so i literally said what would be the script for an episode of the podcast pero let me tell you and this is what it gave us so do you want to be host one or host two so we can read it together. So the okay. So our listeners know, and I know. So the whole thing it's a, it's an AI challenge. You give them the podcast name, and it's supposed you give them a to, scenario. You, what was the scenario? The scenario is give me a script for the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I could have said like, what would it sound like, or what would it, a movie be like about a dog that falls in love with a cat? Okay, and then it would. So then it's supposed to the AI is supposed to do its own research, I guess, right? And internet trolling, as you said, to figure out in this case what Pedro let me tell you is about, and try to come up with some type of comparable script. Correct. Okay, I got All it. All right. So do you want to be host one or host two? I'll be host one. Okay, so then you're first. Hola, and welcome to another episode of Pero Let Me Tell You. I'm your host, DJ, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Ish. Hola, hola. How's it going, DJ? Pretty good, pretty good. Today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts, the Cuban-American experience. We're, yes, we're both Cuban-American, and we know that our experience is unique compared to other Latinos in the United States. Definitely. So let's start with our upbringing. How was it growing up Cuban-American in Miami? Segment one, Cuban up, <laughs> growing up Cuban-American in Miami. So this would be our first segment. Well, Miami is known as the capital of Latin America, and that's certainly true for Cuban-Americans. I grew up in a neighborhood where almost everyone was Cuban. Yeah, same here. And our parents were really insistent on us speaking Spanish at home, right? Uh, Oh, absolutely. It was like a cardinal sin if we spoke English at home. And what about the food? I know for me, there's always arroz con frijoles and platanitos on the table. Okay, except platanitos. That's pretty legit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. How? uh, Of course. And don't forget the cafecito. I mean, cafecito, platanito. Segment like, two, the Cuban, so that's the end of segment one. Segment two. The Cuban-American identity starts with host two. Oh, okay. So, 
Let's talk about our Cuban-American identity. I know for me, I feel very proud of being Cuban, but I also feel very American. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a balancing act. We're not quite Cuban, but we're not quite American either. Exactly. And I know that for some of us, there's a bit of tension between the two identities. Definitely. I know that when we tra- when I travel to Cuba, <laughs> I feel like an outsider because I don't quite fit in. You know, my many travels of Cuba. All of those times you've gone back and forth. And what about when you're in the United States? Do you ever feel like you're not quite American enough? Oh, all the time. Sometimes I feel like I have to prove my Americanness to people. Okay, and this goes on and on and on. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. It's a little re- reductive. Right. To I quote mean, Madonna, it's a little yes, reductive. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I actually thought it was going to be worse. Awful. <laughs> I mean, this is not a script I would use, but it's... Well, it's just not how, how humans talk. Right. Um, and they said platanitos. And cafecito. And cafecito. I thought that was on point. I wonder how I got this information. How did I get this information? So what these programs do is it, it, it just goes out there and it trolls the internet. So remember that for all of our, our podcast episodes, you know, we put in all those little, those little descriptions. So anytime that we put in there, like, you know, uh, oh my God, guys, we love our platanitos, you know, in the, in, in the description of the episodes, mm-hmm. this is now, verbal content that is out there and exists so i'm assuming that they take you know they troll they take it they compile and they and they come up with that but yeah it was it's a little scary how again it's very stilted because it's not how humans speak but it's accurate in its own way i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's accurate but it's not it's not all wrong it's not completely off either right because it, it it sort of was trying to be nuanced to being cuban and cuban american whereas you know the moment it picked up that we were latin it could have you know you know the route that could have taken right it could have been all latinx 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 no 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 or you know salsa fiesta caliente right you know um, <laughs> that's true Right, that's what I was thinking. Right, that's another shirt we need to make. <laughs> salsa, salsa fiesta caliente. caliente. All the things that we are <laughs> caliente. You know, whenever you think of us, you think of caliente, caliente. spicy Cuban. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so it wasn't that bad. No, but I, but I, I was like, you know what? Let's try this because I, I have heard it on other like other podcasts. There's actually a podcast out there that is creating the content almost entirely based off of these things mm-hmm. because it's trying to it, it the point of the podcast is is that right it's trying to be like predictive and what it's gonna I, ai generate that people like want to listen to and what they anticipate and all that so mm-hmm. it's it's a little scary that little we're bit. that we're going down this route the other day i heard um an ai created version of lady gaga's paparazzi but with britney spears voice Okay. How did that sound? I mean, it sounded good, but it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's it didn't quite sound exactly like Britney, but it sounded enough like Britney that you would be like, oh, did did she cover this? Like, did, you know, while spinning in her living room? She may have covered it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? While well, she spun point. in her living room, as you said. Well, yeah, when she's in a, a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, AI terrifies me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just have, so we can have see. Have you heard about there. the deep fakes? Oh, deepfakes have been going on for a while, but I think they're even better now. Yeah, deepfakes are really scary. They terrify Because me. I feel that deepfakes can really have an effect on politics. Or, or your life. Forget politics. Yes, but, I mean, but, but, but 
but politics. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I get it. But yeah, I'm just because saying, like, I feel that the the, the you know, for, there. for our listeners who don't know, deep fakes can either be pictures or even video. Yeah, like most it's it's more incriminating when it's video. Yeah, because a picture that, people I feel are like dismissive. they could get, for example, now the president, you know, Joe Biden, they could manipulate a video of him, let's say, having a press conference or giving a speech. To say something completely different, like, oh, you know, uh, I, I, hate, I, I hate Mexicans. Yeah, or, or, no, yeah. I, I support Vladimir Putin, you know, right, whatever. Right. Um, and they can manipulate it in a way that you will be seeing a video of Joe Biden, you know, or the president, whomever, uh, saying something like that. Yeah. Um, the reason I say that it, it, it scares me for politics is because I feel that if those resources are going to be used, it'll probably be for something big. It's not going to be for, you know, for your uh, traffic citation in, <laughs> right. Uh, right. you know, in traffic court. Um, but that's something that could have a really, really scary impact. Now, right now, obviously, there are professionals and there are trained eyes that can tell a deep fake apart uh, yes. from one that's not. But the common person, a lot of the common people I, can't. I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you can't. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary. And that's a technology that's only going to get better. Yeah. That, every time I see that technology, I always think of um, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. you know, where he says, like, you were so worried about thinking if you if you could, you never stop to think if you should. Mm. I always think of uh, Star Wars, the greatest deep fake of all. I forgot his name. And viejo that died in the um, that he uh, died. Um, the emperor. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? I should know this. It's Palpatine. Star Wars. Not Palpatine. The one that was like um, always next to Darth Vader. He died in like I think after the second movie, and then he came out in, in he came out in all the new movies like Episode One, Two, and Three. Well, that was that was Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine. It was not Palpatine. Que viejo. Oh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Yes, okay. He died, like, after Return of the Jedi, but then he came out in the new movies. He's like the ultimate deep fake. But not Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher came out after, I'm saying. Right, but but Carrie Fisher, at least they had a lot of footage of, and she was in one of the more recent movies, right? True. But this man died in, like, the 80s. Yeah, they really had to scour the archives. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they still did a deep fake of him, if you will, with, yes, technology and CGI was already in existence in the 90s, especially the late 90s, but um, but even now it's expanded a lot more. So yeah, it's just, it anyway, terrifies well, me. moving on from our AI experience. <laughs> um, As we move away from the Matrix. So I wanted to talk about something I saw on TV this week, which it just made me feel like it, it infuriated me in so many levels, but it's, it's a reality of today. The whole thing that's going on with the TikTok bands. What? So okay. I kind of heard about it. But so, so TikTok, on. you know, for those listeners out there who don't know. So TikTok is owned by a Chinese media yes. conglomerate, right? Yes. Um, obviously, like anything else, it has its American subsidiary, but it is a Chinese media conglomerate yeah, that owns TikTok. And this is not a secret. Um, as such, um, a lot of different institutions in the United States, whether it's government institutions, both state and federal, as well as colleges and universities, have started to ban TikTok. So what that means is that you could have TikTok on your phone. But for example, if you work in a federal building and you're using the Wi-Fi of the federal building... It's not going to let you use TikTok. Okay. If you're in a college campus that bans TikTok, you can't use the college campuses in your dorms. Um, it, 
you can't use any Wi-Fi or even the LTE coverage that maybe is an antenna that's in the um the in the campus. You can't use TikTok. So essentially it's banned in those areas. So that of course there's a conversation of like, is the government going to put a ban on TikTok? And of course, people are screaming bloody murder. Right. So they're reporting about this earlier today. And what I found so kind of infuriating was that there were content creators there coming out on TikTok. Obviously, they're all very young who are saying like, I can't have a normal nine to five job. This is my job. And you're taking this away from me. And I'm like, oh, see, I was on your side until they opened their their mouth. And I'm like, really? (laughs) You can't have a regular nine to five job? You know, you don't want to. Well, yeah, you don't want, you don't to, want but you, to, you, but you can't, can. Yeah, you can't on. have a regular nine to five job. And what I think is so interesting is the, that's an you know, entitlement. And, and obviously, we uh, we we can't. We would be hypocrites if we said other otherwise. We use we do use social media as a platform for our podcast and our chicken business, and it it it, it is a tool that we use and we use it a lot. Aside from it being personal, right? right. But the fact that. I just think it's interesting that there's so many, especially young people, that their career goal is to be a content creator. Yeah, and that's my, the thing. My biggest, my biggest. So I understand being a content creator when you're creating content because you have a brand because you do X. Okay. Right. Like if you're a comedian, you're a, you have a content creator. You're a singer. You're a, you have a content creator. If you're a singer, you're if you're an artist, right? You, yeah, if you're you, a restaurant. You, right. you own content, right? You are using social media to create content to create a buzz about your product, right? Right. But what I've always had, I've always struggled to understand, and this was even before TikTok. This was even on Instagram. The people, who, the people whose content is themselves. Like well, this that's was MySpace. That, just MySpace, you to monetize that, it. That's something that I have never quite understood. I'm not going to follow you because you're attractive, or you're sexy, or you're cute. It's like, right. and why does I it, don't want to see and, that many pictures of you? And even if I do, what about that makes you an expert on a topic? To recommend something to me. Right. Because there are all these people got endorsements. Right. Like, you're pretty, but that doesn't mean you know anything about electrolytes. Right. And here you are telling me to buy something with electrolytes. Right. Like, that's something that I've always, always been like, mm, this is not working on me because I could see right there. Don't you know, I always tell you and I have had this conversation yeah. that I feel that a lot of marketing campaigns and media campaigns don't work on me because, like, I catch it. Yeah. I mean, there's some that do, obviously, but I'm like, mm, I know what you're doing here. Right. And I, some, I, some work on you. Despite the fact that you know what they're doing, right? Well, <laughs> because I mean, you're because you're like I know what you're doing, but it's it's a fun campaign, right? right, right, right. Um, but I, that's something that I just I've always thought is kind of. But then again, I'm not a Gen Z person. Maybe if I was a Gen Z person, I would think that way. That it's like unless you have a real, it's it's sort of what we used to say 20 years ago about like Paris Hilton, right? She's famous for the sake for of being, being famous. famous. To me, if you are not, if you don't have a talent or a product or something that you are using or creating content to do, what are you creating content about? Like, I don't find you that, I don't find people generally that interesting that I'm going to, most people aren't, that I'm going to (laughs) follow you because you're a lifestyle brand. Like, you're a lifestyle brand. Right. And again, that's such a broad term because, you know, you can be a lifestyle brand. If you're a person who does, 
you know, how to make over used furniture into something new, right? Okay, yeah, that's technically a lifestyle brand, but that's something that's that's a thing. You, that, that's a talent. That's a skill that you can you can you know wrap your head around. But like I said, if you're just somebody who's just like, "Hi, I'm pretty, and I'm gonna I'm gonna record my days of me shopping and whatever." Oh my god, you posted something the other day. This guy, I can't remember his name right now. That you posted yesterday, I think it was yesterday. That he's like, "I'm rich, you're poor." Oh is my his god, thing, his, I his love thing. him. Okay, I did not know him until you posted did yesterday. You go to his page. I was. Did peeing. you fall down that? You're a pobo. Oh my god. Oh look oh, at you. Look at god. you. Look at you. Buy. Okay, so take the day off. Okay, so. <laughs> So the reason, I bring, so while you look it up, the reason I bring it up is because he would show like this one lady who her whole thing was like, "I'm gonna show you a day in the life of a stay-at-home girlfriend," and it's like, you know, I wake up, I do my yoga, I go and I get my coffee, I make my coffee, I journal, I sit outside, I, you know, I, I then go to the gym. Or I'm like, you're not that interesting, and yet I guarantee you that that person, whoever that the girl's video is. Yeah, she's cute. So I'm sure she has thousands upon thousands upon thousands of followers. Like, okay. I'm sure of it. So the Instagram page that I'm talking about. So guys, uh, <laughs> listeners, look them up. This guy on Instagram. It's called Shabazz says. S-H-A-B-A-Z says. Yeah. Shabazz says. He was on the circle. And he, um, a lot of the, most of the content that he puts but but this is what I'm saying. He's being funny, <laughs> right? Like right. The, the what he is creating is comedy, correct? Right. So he has something, uh, uh, something that he's giving, right? Right. Right. So he has a series of episodes called in, t- in today's in today's episode of I'm rich and you're poor. <laughs> all these episodes, he's uh like in his pajamas, like lying he's like in bed, a, like in a onesie, and he's like. In today's episode of I'm Rich, You're Poor, and then you'll usually He's have British, a video in the great. background. He's like, look at me. I spend $12,000 of Voss water <gasps> that one. every day, every every week or every month. Why can I buy Voss water? Because I'm rich. Why can't you? Because you're poor. Poor people don't buy uh, Voss water. They don't have poor their people, own refrigerator for Voss water. They don't have their own refrigerator for Voss water. Poor people have to drink water from the the, the tap. Why? Because you're a povo. <laughs> like, I know what it is. You're a povo. Oh, like I love it. You, you know what I love about him that I feel that it's so like tongue in cheek. Like he's sort of laugh because the the videos that he's putting are videos from oh, Instagram. Oh, these and are actual people again who are posting, and I guarantee you have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of right. people following them. So he's right. sort of taking a piss at them he's, to be very he's British. British. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's taking a piss of them. He's yeah. ha- he's sort of laughing at their expense, but kind of in a tongue-in-cheek way yeah. like oh look at how rich they are but they're really really winking blinking He's being like, like they're full of shit right, right? oh but check out this instagram oh, page that Shabazz says i love him like he makes me laugh so much it's the reason <laughs> i woke up I love, today I, I love how like flat he is <laughs> in today's episode of I'm rich and you're poor. <laughs> no, but his reaction videos is when he gets very animated. Oh, yes. He's like, no. He's like, no, stop. He's like, take the day off. Yeah. He's great. He's great. But back to the TikTok <laughs> thing. So, you know, there's this whole thing now that there people are afraid that TikTok is going to be... Um, Outright banned. Uh, yeah. I don't think... I mean, I, I that's going to be a very far reach for the government right. to do a national ban on TikTok. That's not something we've ever seen. Can they ban TikTok in federal buildings or in federal jurisdictions, like different um, right. institutions? Absolutely. Can they ban TikTok in even, even high schools? Yeah, they can. It, well, it's a government building. Yeah, yeah they can. So... 
I'm not on TikTok, so I know we are. We are, yeah. But I'm not on TikTok. I never cared to fall under the TikTok rabbit hole. I really don't. Like, I, I the only TikTok videos I fall I've watched are the ones of the people that we follow. But yeah. again, the people we follow are like dos croquetas. You know, like the people we follow on on Instagram. But, but you know, that depends. That but that's generational. That's all like the thing. I've never again. This is not. I'm not being critical of people that do. I have never on my social media been one who follows a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. I follow five celebrities. You know who they are. Uh, Jody Sweden. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I want to say Mel C. I follow Jody Sweden, Candace Cameron, Melanie C, The Weeknd, mm-hmm. and Mariah Carey. And Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. That's it. I don't follow anybody else. And some of them, sometimes, sometimes I unfollow. Like, sometimes when The Weeknd is not posting shit, I unfollow him. When Demi Lovato was in rehab, I unfollowed her. I'm like, she's not posting anything. I mean, so, she'll, like, and she'll release the documentary soon enough. <laughs> so you'll be fine. And it's, like, really weird, like, really random that I follow Melanie C. Like, it's, like... Not really. No, yes. no, no. To know you is to know that you would follow Mel C. <laughs> not the other ones. Not the other ones. <laughs> but it's, like, really random that I follow her. And it's really random that I follow Candace Cameron. Like... <laughs> yes and no, because, you, because of your Full House love. Right, but I don't so. follow any of the other ones from Full House. Just her and Jody Sweeten. I don't follow any of the adults. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, what are you going to follow John Stamos for hair tips? <laughs> well, well. You don't need them. You already have the hair yeah, tips. So. Well, and then, of course, Mariah's Mariah. Mariah's Mariah. Yes, this is true. Yeah, so. This is true. You should follow, God knows you should follow Madonna. For no. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, no. So. Now that we're talking about things that are banned. Um, and, you know, and censorship. Asbestos. Are we talking about asbestos? Well, asbestos is banned. I would hope so. It's deadly. <laughs> I actually wanted to bring up something that I saw um, on a couple of sites about two different types of uh, books. So I don't know if you heard recently, there were some revisions being made to the books James of, Bond? of well, the, of James Bond books, as well as Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which one? Roald Dahl. The I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he, the the writer of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the uh-huh. Giant Peach. There were also um, some you know edits being made to his works, and I wanted to bring it up for several reasons. Number one, because I I know how we feel in general about censorship, but these changes, and I don't know how familiar you are with them if you even saw it. Some of these changes just seemed to be kind of arbitrary, like. You know, to the point where the Roald Dahl ones have even gone back and said, well, you know, we're going to release these edited versions, but we're also going to release an unedited version, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to kind of keep things going. But for instance, like some of the the altered language, um, words like fat, ugly, and crazy were edited out, and language related to gender, weight, appearance, and more was altered. Um, one, I find it very odd that – not odd – it's a little to me. I, I'm taking the stance that it's a little too much mm-hmm. because now we're not we're not just talking about going back and changing, you know, an offensive word, right, or a slur. We're talking about basically going in and saying, "Well, no, you didn't describe it right." So now you're changing. You're changing the meaning of of the author's intent. Now, in the case of Roald Dahl, these were approvals that were um, to changes that were approved by the Roald Dahl Story Company, but for instance. Um, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Augustus Gloop, instead of being called enormously fat, 
was just called enormous. Um, then in the witches, the women characters are now top scientists and business owners rather than a cashier in a supermarket. I could understand getting rid of the word fat, but then but, the other one, but you're in, changing the character. Right. And uh, tweaks related to gender abounded. Mothers and fathers were switched to family. Ladies and gentlemen became folks. So Boys and girls I, became I children. I know this. I know of this because of the James Bond books. So that was the other one that I, that, that I, that I read about. Too, I, I yes. did read about it too. Yeah. So they're going back and changing and removing all language that is and I have, and I have that article here. I'm going to find the And all, la- the all language that is racial and all language that is demeaning to women. Right. So huh, that's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, so basically it's a pamphlet. Yeah. So <laughs> it is funny because when I heard about the James Bond one, I immediately thought, oh, the book they're going to have to change completely is Live and Let Die. Because um, that's the book. Th- that's the movie Jane Seymour's in. Okay. But that movie has to do uh, with voodoo. Um, oh, yes. So there, yes. there, you know, there's... A lot of ties to voodooism and, and, and you know, African the African diaspora. Yeah, you so, just said some changes can be found in examples like Live and Let Die. Yeah. Removing Bond's description of accented dialogue as, quote unquote, straight Harlem Deep South with a lot of New York thrown in, which I don't necessarily think is yeah. offensive. It's descriptive. So here, here's how I feel about all of that. Um, oh, wait, hold on. This is one of my favorite ones, too. Additionally, the reworking of a nightclub scene that described the audience of a strip show with a passage Bond could hear the audience panting and grunting like pigs at the trough was changed to Bond could feel the electric tension in the room. That second sentence is not the first sentence. So here's how I feel about all of this. It's it's a very slippery slope when you start changing things, right? Because as I always say, where do you start? And where does it end? Mm-hmm. Because I think that we could all agree that there's certain language, especially racial language, especially language having to do with the N-word, that, it, it, you know, in most of the time, if not all the time, that that word was included, it didn't have to be included. Um, it was just how they spoke at that time. Right. So I could understand how that is something that is unnecessary. And if you change that word, if you change that word, you are not necessarily changing the story. But the problem is, yes, you start with that word, which I think most people can agree, you know, has no place in in language or in literature um, and can be very uncomfortable for people to read. But where does it end? Well, but by by leaving it there, you're also providing a snapshot of how the world right, was. Right, right. So I mean, I think uh, what I've like, always like Mark thought, Twain. what I've always thought, is that all these books or movies that have controversial language or references put a disclaimer. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Put a disclaimer. This was written out of time. Ba, ba, this ba, ba, was ba, ba. written out of time. Da, 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 da. Uh, like in the James uh, Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the e, um, Eon Fleming Productions and the Broccoli Family, which, uh, or State. Uh, uh, this is not uh, representative of uh, Eon Fleming Productions and the Broccoli Estate. Those are the people who wrote mm-hmm. all these books. Um, uh, these aren't our views. Uh, however, this was how it was originally written. Right. Right. I, I think that you should put a disclaimer because the moment that you start changing all these works, where do you start and where do you end? Now, I think there, it's hilarious that they're called sensitivity readers. Now, there are certain things, though, that are difficult because, for example, I think about a book like To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Which, hence, my son's name yeah. is from that book. That is how much uh, the impact that book had on me, right. right? I could understand that while To Kill a Mockingbird is a book that I think all Americans should read, and it's a, an amazing book, and Atticus Finch is one of the greatest characters in American literature, I could understand that if you are the lone black kid in the class or mm-hmm, one of the mm-hmm. few black kids in the class, reading a book that has the N-word so many times can be very, very shocking, traumatizing, and difficult. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I think it would be – it's it's difficult for one to say, well, but the book the, – the, the message of the book is, you know, is great. And, and that's what the book is trying to say. Yes, that is true. But how do you read that book? Like – if you read it today in school, obviously, if you're reading out loud in class, mm-hmm. you're not going to say that word, right. right? But the kids are going to read it. So I would understand if for certain books, right, especially if they're going to be taught in classes, maybe instead of using the N-word, they would reprint it and use expletive, you know, put in parentheses, expletive. Mm-hmm something where the word is not there. We know what the word is. Mm -hmm. It's not there, but we don't need to read it and we don't need to see it or hear it. We know what it is, especially in the context of the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. Because the problem is that that is what a lot of people with books like To Kill a Mockingbird Mm -hmm. um, are focusing their energy. Oh, because it has a word. It has a word. And I understand that the word can be very hard to, 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 tackle that debate in a classroom setting and how again how it can make a, a, a kid who a student who's black feel mm-hmm. um but still it's a story that needs to be read oh the argument right? could also be made that the classroom is exactly where that that conversation should take place to provide an understanding of when it was written and about you know the author's intent and things like that right but 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 it is difficult it I'm is not saying difficult. it's not but it I'm is just difficult saying, it, so i I would understand something like that, especially for the classroom setting. Mm-hmm. But other than that, just 
put a a um a disclaimer, a disclaimer on it. Put a disclaimer on it and call out a day. That's what they did with um, esta película, eh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, they tried to cancel Gone with the Wind. Right. They took it off the uh, HBO's rotation or yeah, whatever, or wherever minute, it was. Yeah. But then they brought it back with a disclaimer. Put it back, put it as it is. This is, I mean, I don't know factually how accurate Gone with the Wind is. I've only seen that movie once or twice. But something I and it does have a disclaimer, so there it does exist. But this is uh, a book that was written in so year right. about the American South during the Civil War and slavery, and this is and here you go. Uh, yes, and this was a de- this depiction of that. Um, but yeah, it, it's where do you start and where do you end? That right. ending point is the the very hard thing because you know. You can make the argument of like, okay, so any, I mean, this is a far fetch, but again, when you don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know, stuff. now the word that the word that now is used is queer, right? But that was offensive, like literally ten years ago. Yeah, right. But now it's queer. So are we gonna? So are you gonna make an mm-hmm. argument that you know we should not use a word gay and homosexual in literature because that is an antiquated term? Right. I mean, I know it sounds a little far-fetched. No, but I, I get what you're saying. But right, it's right. like, the, the moment you start down this path, where does it end? Because there's only going to be people that are going to be offended. Well, I don't like the word gay. I don't like the word homosexual. I'm queer. Right. Okay, well, that's great. But so are we it now... It make this word wrong. Right? Are, are we now going to not, you know... You could even say it about Latinx. Like, you know, we don't care for that word, but a lot of people do. Right. right. So are you going to say that being, you know, Hispanic, which is such a loaded term nowadays, are you going to say that the word Hispanic should be removed from books or, right. or movies? You know, again, those are far fetches, but, but, but it's the same. It, it, it's the same road. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a very, Again, where does this end right. when you start changing things? Right. Because then how much are you going to change? Is it a word? Is it a sentence? So now when you're Is it changing, even the same work anymore? Uh, uh, right. If you're once you start changing sentences, who's writing this? Right. Right. So is like there's going to be now a co-author? <laughs> is there going to be a ghostwriter? <laughs> Some royalties paid here are, or there. Is there yeah. be a ghostwriter, yeah. you know, a, Right. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. The, the they actually of a talked slope. about that on the View this week. Oh, they did. Whoopi and Goldberg was not having it. I, if anybody would not have it, I could imagine. And who do you Whoopi. think was? Well, I mean, when she wrote a book, I'm sure Sonny had many. Yeah, Sonny. They Sonny countered was, many Sonny things was, of this nature. Sonny was like, change it all. No puedo con ella. No puedo. No puedo. No puedo. Sonny Hostin. No puedo. But you know what? Let's. Uh, not, I mean, you know, we're just talking about that. But really quick. Um. I just want to say thank you to Sobe Wine and Food Festival. Yes, how did we not start with Sobe? Well, because we started with the AI. Yeah, right. <laughs> artificial intelligence. The artificial, Trump Sobe. Well, because we haven't talked about our experience yet, so it couldn't troll the okay. internet, so it couldn't create a script for us with Sobe. Yes. Right, 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 right. So yeah, so just thank you, um, Sobe Wine and Food Festival, you know, for having us um, not just at the the Make It Miami event, which was a blast. I I assume it was a blast. I only saw the fryer. Yes. Um, that thank God it finally worked. 
I would like to thank to our <laughs> listeners. So we were invited um, last week to the South Beach Food and Wine Festival. And I mean, if you're in Miami, you know what that is. But the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, it's it's a food network. It's in affiliation with Food Network. Yes. It's one of the biggest uh, food and wine festivals in the country. And it's mm-hmm. super prestigious. Yes. And we were invited. fortunate enough to be invited to showcase our wings here. So... We had known about this for a few months already, and we were like, both of us were like, oh, my God, that day, everything has to be perfect. It, it, I was so, like, bent over in terms of my, like, the perfection that one of our sauces, like, I totally dumped it out and did it again. Because yep. I was like, it has to be silky smooth. Yes. Like, it has to be. <laughs> we were both being Joan Crawford that perfect. day. Perfect. It had to be perfect. Because this is so, this is. This is it. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, you know, like Ishmael and I were doing like checklists. Like, do we have this? Do we have that? Do we have that? We have to make sure we, we're, we're going to be here. We have to get there early, all this stuff. So one of the things that was in like the back, 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 back of my mind, because when you go to these festivals, you don't take your own equipment. They right. give you the equipment. So in our case, we needed a fryer. So one of the things in the back, 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 back of my mind, I'm like, what happens if the fryer doesn't work? Because we have no plan B. There's no plan B. We can't, we can't take grill our, 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 our wings. Our wings again. Right? We can't. I was like, okay, well, we could give little cups of our sauces. <laughs> <laughs> They could be little palate cleansers. Yes, that's what, that's what we came to um, do. Anyway, so, little palate cleansers. So, like, I was, like, that's something I had in my back of my mind. But I'm like, no, this is Sobe. This is going to be under control. Like, what could happen? So, we got there. We were, like, super excited. We got there about two hours before the event was starting. So, all the other, like, fellow vendors were. Oh, we got there two hours before the event started. But on the way there, on Collins, literally, like, two blocks away. The cops had stopped traffic, so yes. we had to defiar, take everything off the, the car. car. Yes, me and our friend Daisy had to like push everything. Right. And to you the were hotel. so sure that it, we had to be there at eight, but really we had, we had to, to be, be there, there at seven. seven. I'm glad that you messed that up and not me, because then I would have gotten the continued reputation that <laughs> Listen, I'm bad on time. I was on antibiotics. Anyway, so um, so we get there, we're setting up, everybody setting up, and the fryer doesn't start. The fryer did not start. Yeah, and I tried and tried and tried, and the Fryer did not start. Um, the uh, they called the technician. Yes, the coordinators. So then the coordinators of the the who festival fabulous. came in. I mean, who, they, were yeah, they, were, they were super supportive. They called the 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 guy. I tried to literally troubleshoot <laughs> with him on the phone, and the fryer was still not working. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, you want home? They were from home said somewhere." He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna turn around," and I'm like. This starts in an hour. Like, you're going to turn around from God knows where to come to Miami Beach. Maybe you'll make it by tomorrow. Right. So, the panic started to come in. And I think I did a very good job. You did. You did. I removed myself from the situation. You I was did. like, I need to walk away. And I need to go sit far away from here. You because did. this is not going to end well. But thankfully... Our boys, Raul from Are You Hungry Grill, saw me or saw us in distress. And he came over and he's like, What's going on here? And he figured it out. Yeah. And he's like, I have one of these at home. It's, you know, there was something (laughs) off with it though, because I had used that fryer before and I had never had a problem lighting it. And he even, he even, he said, He's like, Oh, there's something here, whatever. But somehow he made it work. So, Raul from Are You Hungry Girl, thank you for saving us. You really you did, literally brother. saved us because otherwise, I would have walked in straight into the ocean. 
Palate and cleanser was, or no? And it was right there. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it was not a long I, walk. I did not have to go very far. It was no. literally yeah. like two hundred feet away. Yes, <laughs> he would have Sylvia plathed it. Just put some put some rocks in his pockets and just gone in. Definitely not with Sylvia plathed it. Sylvia no. put her head, head in, in the a, oven. Wait, who was the, the one? That, who was the one that walked into? I don't know Nicole Kidman in the hours. Virginia Woolf. <laughs> It was Nicole Kidman yeah. playing Virginia Woolf. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Sylvia Plath put her head in, in the, the oven. oven. That's right. Oven. Is that a fast way to go? I mean, you just, you breathe in the gas. So I, I don't. Well, I was going to say, couldn't she do that with exhaust? Well, whatever. That's not. <laughs> but that seems like it requires more work. Especially back in the 50s. I remember actually in high school them talking to us about that. And how and Sylvia I, Plath? About Sylvia Plath putting her head in the oven and, and killing her, right. you know, committing suicide. Okay, I didn't grow up with gas, a gas oven, so I was thinking like, ella tenía el, el horno <laughs> like alto, and she put in her head. Like, I like how did she burn her? I head. remember yeah. thinking yeah. like doing the the mechanics in my head, like that's what she did because I didn't. Yeah, because we didn't have gas ovens here. No, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's electric. This, it's electric. <laughs> boogie woogie woogie. It's Miami, so. You know, I, well, I don't think we should end on that note. No, 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 no. I don't think we should end on that note. But again, South Beach Wine and Food Festival, it was fantastic. We had a great time, not just at the Make It Miami, but also at all the other events that, you know, we got invited to by Florida Dairy, by Chef Chris, by yes. Lee Schrager, the, yes. uh, the, the, the welcome party that I feel we need to diet now. Uh, I don't think, it, like, we should have been dieting as we were eating the other things. I feel that the Sobe Food and Wine Festival, especially since we're very fortunate that we get invited to multiple yes. events each year. I feel the way this is we have to approach this is a way we approach the fair. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm listening. The fair is coming. That's true. You have to like do the mental Yes. Cleanse yourself. Yes. You know, do whatever you have to do. Fast, do one of those water the water diets, the yeah, lemon. whatever, whatever yeah. works. Because yeah. it's yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Oh, you know, my favorite part of the whole the, the the parties was though, right? What on Thursday when when we saw Jane Krakowski? Oh yeah, oh, I was so fanboying. Well, my she favorite, housed that slider. My favorite part was the so we went to an event that was uh, sponsored by the Florida Dairy Farmers. Oh yeah. And when we walk in, it was a huge table of like. All you could eat cheese. Every cheese you could imagine. Right. And there was like several blue cheeses and there were milkshakes. I was like, oh, and they brought all the boys to the yard. I was like, they're going to have to roll me out of here <laughs> because they had milkshakes and blue. Che- it was all the blue cheese I could eat. And you did. And I did. So listeners, I love blue cheese. If you know me personally, you know this. Yeah. I, I, I make a very bold statement about blue cheese. Okay. There is nobody in the world that loves blue cheese more than I do. Maybe as much. But not more. But not more. Okay. I say that very confidently. I think that's fair. That's a fair statement. You've seen it. You've seen it throughout seen the decades. <laughs> Listen, you've started the Cheesecake Factory trend. Yep. Of asking for blue cheese. I with- do it to this day. Yeah. Yes. I've seen other people doing it. I'm like, I started that. <laughs> you don't know where that came from, but I'm the originator. <laughs> right here, babe. Okay. But the blue cheese from the Cheesecake Factory is like otherworldly. Especially with the pumpernickel bread. It's, it will take you to someplace else. Like, it will. It takes you beyond the factory. I, I'm i not going to lie. Well, why would I? When I go to the Cheesecake Factory and, yeah, you know, everybody's dipped their bread. Right. Yes, I got wet bong and the entrees come or it's about to come. I ask for more blue cheese dressing. I just eat it by the spoonful. I, I have it like a soup. 
I've seen it happen, ladies and gentlemen. I have it. I have that shit like a soup. I have seen it happen. It is not an exageration. Listen, it's on the t- you're at the cheesecake factory. Either go big or go home. It's true, right? I mean, the portions are already the size right. of your head. I'm not gonna go to the cheesecake factory and be like, oh, can you just lightly sprinkle some dressing on my on whatever it is that I'm having? I'll have it's a like, watercress salad. It's like, like no, yeah. bring me a bowl of the dressing. <laughs> It's like either go big or go home, and I'm then gonna, just dump I'm it. I'm gonna in there. have a cheesecake that's like 1,200 calories. Yeah, I'm gonna have um, an entree that's probably like 2,500 calories. The appetizers are the ridiculous. The appetizers yeah. are probably another 2,000. Yeah. Have you seen the nutrition facts on the salads of the cheesecake factory? I don't look at any of that. The barbecue chicken salad from the cheesecake factory, I think, has 1,850 calories. I don't, I don't look. I don't need to. I don't need to. Right, but it's a salad, right? right and we right, all know right. that salads can be very unhealthy. Not you know? all salads are created uh, Right, they can be very right. unhealthy, very, you know, a lot of cheese, like uh, maybe a greasy protein. But that's 1,800, over 1,800. That's almost your caloric intake for an entire day, what it should be. In a salad. In one salad. Right. You haven't touched the bread yet. <laughs> 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 about the cheesecake because yeah. you're not having it if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. guiding yourself you know i've said this before i don't know hate me hate me all come at me if you will i love the cheesecake factory the yeah. cheesecake factory gives me it's a happy place it, it's a happy face it gives me warm feelings they should be a sponsor they should because i love the cheesecake factory and just before all you foodies out there come at me I know that the Cheesecake Factory is not fine dining. Right. I know that it's fast casual, that it's mall, um, you know, right, suburban right, right. mall uh, fair. fair. Right. Right. I know all those things. So please keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I can't think of a better way to transition to right. our last hooping. Right. Because that. you know how that starts, right? Yeah. Oh, you know that, like, the bang bang chicken and shrimp there is not authentic Thai food. I'm like, really? Really? Right. Right. Do you think that they, I think that they have Thai chefs in the back just for the people that order the bang bang chicken and shrimp? Really? Right. 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 Do, uh, do you think that I think that, you know, a Cheesecake Factory has its own tamarindo uh, farm to put the tamarindo sauce in their firecracker, in their avocado egg rolls? Like, do you think that I think that? Right. Right. <laughs> oh, this bothers me so much. Yeah. Just because you like something doesn't mean you're blind to, to the realities. Right. As we've said here before, right. it's like, do you really think that when I go to the Olive Garden, you think that I'm having oh, authentic? This is, this is so Tuscan. Uh, so authentic <laughs> Tuscan Italian cuisine. Do you really think that? Do you think so low of me? Like, I'm going to the Olive Garden because I know what I'm getting. I and know it's what I'm getting. Delicious. And it is at that moment, it's what I want. Right. I want my fucking. Cheap uh, breadstick, yep. warm out of the oven to dip in their Alfredo sauce that comes from a can. Yep, I that is what I want, right? Right. So please keep your comments to yourself. I'm like, is that real Italian food? It's like I've been to Italy like six times. Like I know Italian food. I know Italian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. without being Italian, right? Like. <laughs> Okay, now that I've given that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that whole spiel, this brought this uh, spot, <laughs> a, a segment was brought to you by uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Yes, <laughs> by Fast Casual Dining.
Hey everyone, this is DJ, and if you listen to the show, you know how much we love Jupiña. The pineapple soda is refreshing and sweet, and Jupiña goes great with everything from a medianoche to a hot dog to even a rum or vodka. Whether diet or regular, Jupiña has been part of our heritage for over 120 years. From watching our abuelos drink Jupiña at every get-together to introducing the next generation to its distinctive taste, Jupiña is practically part of the familia, como un cuprimo, maybe. Así, next time that you need a cool, refreshing beverage, grab that distinctive orange can of Jupiña. After all, only Jupiña tiene puro sabor a piña. Alright, well, alright. So let's let's give our, our last Jupiñas. Yes, I actually want to go first today. Right, so fantastic. I actually want to give my Jupiña today too. And I urge everybody who who are listeners out there um to follow on Instagram a account called Bullets. For the number four life. So this is an account that was actually set up by somebody who I know. Um, she is, uh, she, I've worked with her. She is a friend and she, what she does is that she repurposes, uh, bullets. Uh, she does like bracelets and things like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. with bullets to get bullets out of the street. Oh, wow. So like what, what she does is that people literally bring bullets from home or the, you know, clearly they're not using mm-hmm. to just get them out of the streets. And she created a non uh, profit for this. And obviously she really brings attention to gun violence, right, 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 the right. victims of gun violence, but she does, um, she does sell these um, uh, bracelets in support of those causes. So I just wanted to bring attention to her mm-hmm. um, because it, her name is Susan. And it, Susan is one of these people that she's one of these like everyday ordinary heroes, uh, people that, right. you know, have ordinary lives, but do extraordinary things yeah. because she really has taken it upon herself to be very involved in the community <clears throat> and um, really do this work that is so important and bring awareness to to gun violence which affects us all right. and um i just love what she's doing and she's been doing it for several years now and i wanted to uh bring a little spotlight to her so i urge people to follow bullets for life um it's bullets underscore number four underscore life on instagram and find out more of what she's doing and what awesome. the organization is doing and she gets my um Las Jupiña this week. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's very well deserved. So for my Las Jupiña, um, so, you know, I'm sure listeners know about my love of drag queens. But what some or most listeners probably don't know is also my love of MMA, of mixed martial art. Mixed martial arts. I will watch any MMA fight. It's on TV. I can't get enough. I think it's great. So, of course, that is why my Las Jupiña is going to the MMA coach. Johnny Hot or H A U G H T. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly. He is a coach of a West Virginia mixed martial arts um, school, and he is offering the services of him and his, uh, you know, his fellow students or his trainees to provide security to a restaurant in West Virginia that was set to host a drag brunch. Mm-hmm. And had to close it down because of protests and, you know, just threats of violence. And so this gentleman um, has said, and I'm, I'm looking for his quote, he said, I volunteer myself and my fighters to stand guard so that people can do exactly what they want to do, he said on Facebook. The drag show is no more offensive than a Broadway show or a stand-up comedy show. In essence, it's a mix of both. At the end of the day, it is entertainment, 
not part of some hidden agenda like some would have you believe. So I can't agree with him anymore. I mean, it is definitely a combination of a stand-up show and a Broadway show if you've been to a drag show. Um, but you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hot. And it, brunch. It, and brunch. Who doesn't love brunch? Um, thank you, Mr. Hot, you know, for, for just stepping up to do it. Whether, you know, they take you up on it or not, I think it's very important for someone like yourself, you know, again, MMA, masculinity, the epitome of, you know, of a man or, you know, standing up to, to help their, their fellow their fellow people, you know, their fellow citizens and, and showing that it's like, dude, just get the fuck off their backs. Like leave these drag queens alone, you know, and, and we need more people like you. So thank you so much for, you know, just putting yourself out there, you know, and making yourself a, a, a target. A hopinha for him. Hopinha for you and for all your trainees for the entire school, for the entire <coughs> MMA school. Hopinhas. Speaking of drag queens, okay. have you seen that skit by a drag queen called Meatball? Oh, it's like Meatball. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy George Meatball. Santos. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not. It's wonderful. So I'm not really into drag queens. Um, I appreciate the art form, but it's really not my thing. But this was, was fucking amazing. I like people. If you want to laugh, <laughs> go to YouTube and find it. Yeah, spiciest just, meatball is the Instagram, uh, uh, and just put I guess spiciest meatball. A uh, George Santos. Yeah. So she comes on stage dressed as George Santos, doing I, I don't even know what song. Uh, it's from The Greatest Showman. This is me. Okay. Well, okay. So there we go. This is me. And she's dressed with like the, the blazer with the sweater and the tie yeah, the, the under. Suit, yeah. And all this, you know, little by little, she starts undressing. And then under, she has, she ends up by the end of the performance looking like that now infamous picture of George Santos and drag. Yes. And she even pulls out a wig and puts on the wig on stage. To look exactly like George Santos and drag. So it's sort of a metamorphosis. Yes. A yes. backwards metamorphosis, if yes. you will. Um, it's hilarious. It's like, great. It is hilarious. Like It's great. If anybody says drag is not an art form, has not seen that. Yeah. No, but it's like so clever. That's, which that's which usually thing. our drag shows are. But this was so like... Like perfectly it done. Was, it was perfect. Like, Yeah, it was great. It, it was, was great. perfect. But so, again, this is, this is why we need drag queens. Anyway... Well, everybody, we with that, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and uh, your jupinha. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And by the way, it's 305 Day this week. That's right. Uh, this weekend. So if you are in Miami, uh, join us at 305 Day. Yes, it's in Wynwood. In Wynwood this year. Um, it's our day. It's Miami Day. It's yeah. 305 Day. And that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. We're also doing a pop up on March fourth at yes. Jay Wakefield yes. uh, during the afternoon from yes. starting at twelve. So it's it's happening in Winwood this week. Yeah, wow. this weekend it really is. <laughs> so um, so see you there. So thank you so much, everybody, and have a great weekend. All right, cool. Bye. 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 Pero let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero let me tell you, freestyle is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex the official gay guy and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 